From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is t- <clears throat> uh, it is Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Yesterday began the second part of the state's Phase 1B coronavirus vaccine plan. More from Andrew Kinsey. That means the state is vaccinating people 75 and up, along with those with severe congenital developmental or early onset medical disorders. Now, this gives you an idea of who is covered under that program. Some include those with cerebral palsy, spina bifida, Down syndrome, or even those with sickle cell. And when we look at our vaccine numbers so far statewide, we see more than 626,000 vaccinations so far. After one week of vaccinating those 80 and older, more than 150,000 have been vaccinated, which is about 30% of that population. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman made a surprising announcement yesterday that he intends to retire from politics after his Senate term ends in 2022. Yolanda Harris has more. Portman turned 65 years old last month, and he has spent decades in Washington, D.C. He was elected to Congress back in 1993 and then served under President George W. Bush from 2005 to 2007. He then won the Senate race in 2010 and has held his position since then. But now, he says, is the right time to leave Washington. Jane and our three children have been 100% supportive, but I'm really looking forward to being home, home in Ohio full time, seeing family and friends more. I'm Yolanda Harris. Senator Portman's decision not to run for re-election when his term expires leaves lots of possibilities. Will Uick has more with NBC News political analyst Mark Murray. Murray says to keep an eye on more of a Trump-type candidate like Representative Jim Jordan and a non-Trump-type candidate like Lieutenant Governor John Houston on the Republican side. On the Democratic side, he says to keep an eye on Representative Tim Ryan. There are many Republicans who have statewide ambitions in Ohio. I think this is going to be a competitive race. There is always this talk about Ohio is no longer becoming this battleground, but this does open the door for Democrats to show that they can be competitive in Ohio again. I'm Will Uick. A man suspected in a murder in northwest Ohio, who then shot people at three locations near Columbus before leading authorities on a high-speed chase, crashed his vehicle to bring the crime spree to a close yesterday. Lacey Crisp says that, incredibly, the incident would become even more extraordinary from there. After the crash, officers and deputies could see a long-barrel shotgun in the truck, but the man would not put down the gun. Gilbert said officers continuously tried to get him to give up the weapon so they could render aid, but then the ammo started popping off as the vehicle was engulfed in flames. Now, officers say about 30 to 50 rounds went off before Columbus Fire was able to extinguish the flames. Pending an autopsy confirming the identity, Hancock County believes the man who died in the crash is Jordan Sudan. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp. The government has accused three Ohio men of illegally entering the U.S. Capitol January 6th. They're among dozens charged with being part of former President Donald Trump supporters who entered the building. In a case out of central Ohio, Dustin Thompson and Robert Lyon face preliminary charges of illegally entering the Capitol and violent and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. A judge allowed both to be released on their own recognizance yesterday. In a case out of northeastern Ohio, Stephen Ayers is accused of the same charges. A healthy teen from London, west of Columbus, contracted COVID-19 and ended up on a ventilator at Nationwide Children's Hospital. More from Tracy Townsend. 16-year-old Gavin Braden tested positive less than two weeks ago. 
He was taken to the hospital after his aunt says his fever reached nearly 105 degrees. The family says more tests showed Gavin developed multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. You hear that referred to as MISC. It's a complication associated with COVID-19 where different parts of the body become inflamed. Gavin's aunt says he is slowly improving and his spirits are good. I'm Tracy Townsend. In Northwest Ohio last night, a man who left high school to fight in the Korean War was finally given his diploma. Roxanne Elias reports. On a quiet night at Clyde High School, 88-year-old Korea War veteran Vince Golombiowski is finally handed his high school diploma. At age 88, they just gave me my high school diploma, uh, which is a miracle. The achievement was made possible by his son, who contacted the Clyde Green Springs School District. At 88 years old, I had no idea at all something like this is possible. But boy, I'm totally grateful. Now I can go out and get a job. I got a diploma. Roxanne Elias in Clyde. And beginning today, anyone traveling to the U.S. from another country will be required to show proof of a negative COVID-19 test before boarding their flight. Tracy Townsend has the details. This applies to both visitors and U.S. citizens over two years old. You have to get tested within three days of your flight, whether you've been vaccinated or not. Some tests do take longer than others, so it is important to do your research. Just take into account uh, the PCR tests do take a little bit longer sometimes for those test results to come back. So uh, we recommend just consulting with your healthcare provider to ensure that your results are back in time for your flight. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.